Do you expect us to make trade dates today or to make a trade today or tomorrow? I hope so. I would hope so. We're going to get in into all of it. I'm just giving you guys your light before we go around the horn and talk about everything. Um, as I'm putting stuff up, Alex and, and, and Gerard, think about anything you want to respond with. Yeah. Of course they need to sell it to them. <laughs> I mean, the big thing I'll say is, look, of course, Marx isn't going. I mean, excuse me, Josiah isn't going anywhere as the owner. Marx is a good GM. I think, look, your, your challenge is, is that when you went all in to acquire James Harden as part of that trio, right, you you mortgaged away your draft future, right? You, the, coming into this year, you have no draft picks in this, this coming calendar year. Zero. None in the first and none in the second, right? And that's a problem for you because as much as I hate the draft as an institution, and that's a conversation for a different day, it is the way that teams can get cheap talent and keep them under contract, right? And then you never, you get that diamond in the rough and it works for you, right? I mean, Nick Claxton is kind of that, right? De'Ron Sharp is kind of that. Cam Thomas is kind of that, right? He's got a late, late picks that the Nets had that turned into really, you know, could potentially blossom into really good players. Um, but no draft picks is a problem. And, you know, the, one of the other issues you have, and this is not about denigrating this man, this person as a human being or anything, but you have an albatross uh, around the, the team's neck with that Ben Simmons contract, because that is a, you know, 39, $40 million a year, whatever the salary is player who you're getting zero production from this. And this isn't like, all right, we're getting zero production for someone making 40 mil. We can just go fill that slot with somebody else. No, that's not how that works. Right. You can't do that. And when your team is structured with a salary cap and, and these kinds of things, you have a problem now because it's a $40 million hole that you can't fill, right? This isn't baseball where you can be like, all right, screw it. Let me just go sign somebody else. No, there's no one else to sign. It's, this is it. You are where you are because no one wants to trade for that player to, to move them out and then bring the matching salary in. So it creates more of a problem problem for you. Um, but, you know, look, it's it's hope is not all lost, Nets fans. You, there's, there's still a, a glimmering light at the end of the tunnel. Yo, T-Rexy, like, T-Rexy said, we can't blame the big three for being a dysfunctional organization. They left and still dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, but we can blame. We can blame everybody. There's blame all around. Um, what I will say is like, you know, going off of what Gerard just said, we have the big three and we end up with Ben Simmons. Like, how does that work out? You know, <laughs> I, you, you go through the era with this, you know, fail big three, which many call the biggest disappointment in basketball, KD and Kyrie both talked about it in their post game. They're, they're tired of talking to what could have, should have, would have happened, right? KD is tired of the hypotheticals. Like, what's the point in talking about the past? What's the point in, in continuing to go over if KD's foot wasn't on the line? If Giannis didn't undercut Kyrie? If James Harden didn't have the hamstring? We'll, we'll, we'll never know. Um, but we got to move on, man. We got to move on. I mean, you, but, you do have to move on, but I will say, Keith, that, I mean, that is so, it's so huge. Those, those two, those incidents are so big because you ask anybody that season and the Celtics have come out and said it in various interviews, posts in the years that passed. If you guys remember the Nets steamrolled the Celtics in round one, demolished yep. those boys. Right. And they were up to all Milwaukee. We were like, yo, it's a wrap. This team is going to the NBA finals. Right. That, that's because you could not stop that team, the three of them. It was just literally impossible. And they played good enough defense to win. Hell, Durant be, almost beat the Bucks by his damn self, right? Because everybody was hurt. Um, and it, it is that sort of like being so close that I get it. Because as an organization, you haven't been that close since Jason Kidd took you to the finals in the early 2000s. So I understand the, oh my God, yes, you were right there. But this is the nature of sports, right? Not only do you have to be good, 
You need luck to break your way too. That's something that people don't often give enough credence to. They think, ah, oh, it's just that. No, no, no. You have to be very good, and also you need things to break in your favor the yep. right way. That's sports the teams that in win. general. That's sports yep. in general, and it starts at the top in every single sport. I watch all these sports. I talk all all sports on the radio every night. Man, I always say the fish rots from the head down. And if you don't have the right owner who is not on the right page with the GM and the head coaches and the players, it is obvious. They got this right last night. I will I will give credit to the Nets for not doing a Kyrie tribute video with the anti-Semitism, with the anti-vax stuff, with the I'm just going to dip out for personal reasons and put the team second stuff with um, even the comments he made courtside about Mayor Adams, which I was just like, bro, it's so corny right. that we're even still having these conversations. This is on My, you. This Michael K, I guess the Michael K show was on or is on right now and uh, says that they're happy and acknowledge the Nets not giving Kyrie a tribute video last night. I don't care about Kyrie coming back and dropping 36 and dunking an alley-oop. I didn't even watch the game. I went to the Devils game last night. <laughs> when, when talking Nets first started, yo, I was not a hockey fan. I never checked for any hockey, NHL, puck, nothing. I'm thankful that I picked up the other winter sport. I'm thankful <laughs> that I go over there for the Black History Month celebration. It's lit, and I can watch the Devils win 5-3, and I don't have to go to Barclays Center and be miserable watching <laughs> fans wear their Brooklyn Nets Kyrie jerseys. We're so lame right now. We're going out hella sad. It's rough, man. You're, you're, you're feeling it. And I will say this. Look, uh, you know, net fans, Kyrie fans are going to feel a different way. And that's the thing. I used to differentiate between Kyrie fans and net fans. Kyrie fans are going to say, you know, they did them wrong, this, that, and the third. But the reality is, and everybody who watched that situation knows it. Yes, there's blame to go around everywhere. But the largest chunk of the blame pie belongs on Kyrie Irving. He was a the major reason why that thing imploded. Yeah. I mean, he said himself last night. That um, he basically said himself last night, and I didn't catch all of it. I read some of it, but he said that he needs to be accountable for some decisions that he made. Yeah, there was a lot, right? Everybody else took the jab, bro. Nobody else was going on Twitter and tweeting links to anti-Semitic stuff that they hadn't actually watched, and it just all brought a lot of negative uh, attention. It wasn't. It was never worth it. The fifty-point games. It, it wasn't worth it. Um, after all is said and done. That was an era that it was very forgettable. So, I mean, I don't know what y'all want to do here. We can go through uh, the box scores, but it's it's pointless, man. Last night's box score from the Mavs game. Uh, if you want to take a look and go through uh, the nine 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 in the middle of that, Nick Claxton with nine, Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie with nine, Ben Simmons with nine. Ben Simmons says he wants to start. He wants to be a starter. When I heard him say that, I'm like, bro, shut your ass up. Like, <laughs> you you don't get to say anything after missing all those games for three months. Now you uh, want to talk about being a starter? Like, this team sucks. Like, being a fan of this team right now is super lame, super corny. And the type of stuff that we got to deal with coming out of Ben Simmons' mouth, Kyrie's mouth, Jacques Vaughn's mouth, um, it, it's just it's just ass. I got I got nothing positive <laughs> to say. You're you're really on a on a on a rant right now. I will say this. Um, the, the you know the roster. If we want to like try to get into the team and sort of what I see in terms of who you have, you know, Bomani Jones as a as a, a phrase he likes to use with teams is like 
y'all got a bunch of low spades, right? And like that's that's essentially who is on this team, a bunch of low spades. Now, very good players who, when put next to elite players, you see, oh, now we're cooking with grease, right? Mikel Bridges is an excellent player. Mikel Bridges as your number one option, not so much, right? But if he's your number three with what we see he can do, oh man, we are we're on fire right now. This is a two-way player who can create off the bounce, who can shoot wide open threes, do, do some different things, right? That works for you. Cam Johnson, though he's having a slightly down year, a kind of prototypical three and D guy. We know about DFS. We know about Royce O'Neal, right? Those kind of veteran three and D guys. I mean, you seem to have every three and D player in, in the league. In terms of like your young talent, you've got Cam Thomas, who is an explosive scorer. I still don't know what else he can do besides score, um, but that's a valuable skill, right? Jordan Clarkson and Jamal Crawford have made millions of dollars doing that their entire career, right? Somebody who comes off the bench and literally lights the second units up on fire, right? I mean, going back to Vinnie Microwave Johnson back in the day with the 80s Pistons, right? This is These are the kind of players you need. Nick Claxton's a very good big. Last year was in the conversation for DPOY. Falling off a little bit this year, and he won't get as much knob because the Nets overall as a whole aren't good. But he's very good on the last year of his deal, by the way, is looking to get paid. So do you maybe let him go and keep De'Aaron Sharp? Because Sharp also has very good defensive numbers and looks pretty good. He's younger, and you only got to pay him $4 bucks, right? These are the decisions that Sean Marks has to think about right now. Because Josiah ain't going to want to be paying luxury tax for a team that, as we currently sit right now, is in 11th place and 20 and 30, 10 games below 500. 